Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys listen to this episode. So I am super, super, super excited for this one. I feel like I say that all the time, but y'all know I'd be excited about every single episode, okay? But this one is like really, really good. And I know you guys are gonna love this one too. So today I'm chatting with Emma. Emma is a alchemist, a medium, a mentor, and a writer. She is the first, I believe, I believe she's the first tarot reader that I've ever had a reading with. If not, actually, no, that, that is not true. I had a reading before one time at a shop in Dedham, Massachusetts, where, um, I used to live near when I was living in Boston and it was a mess. Like intuitively, I knew that woman just had no idea what she was talking about. And then she tried to sell me this like thing after this like candle set and it was just girl it was a mess but anyways I had a reading with Emma I feel like it's technically years ago now and we just connected her reading was so 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 spot on since then I've had I want to say maybe one or two more readings with her I follow her on Instagram she shares the most beautiful beautiful messages every day um from tarot card pulls just everyday messages that honestly you see them exactly when you need to see them and they bring you the most perfect message that just always at least for me completely resonates with what I'm going through what I need to hear what I need to remember and what I need to know in that moment and so I asked Emma to come on the podcast because she actually participated in the first event if you guys came to the first event the manifest circle event back in back in december last year 2019 december she was there and she spoke and she really captivated you guys i know a lot of you um ended up kind of like finding her work after and really vibing with her she's so dope like her energy is just very similar to mine i think in the way where she just like says what she gotta say you know what i'm saying like no sugarcoating but it's all out of love right it's all out of love and so she attended that event as a guest as a guest speaker there and ever since then i've wanted her to come on my podcast but i've always been so like awkward about asking or like 
just like feel like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But um, I finally bit the bullet and I'm so happy I did um, because it did come in divine timing when I did for her and for me and for, of course, you guys who are listening to this episode because I do believe there are many of you who are going to find a lot of the messages that we say or that we speak on and a lot of the things that we talk about in this episode to resonate with something that you're going through specifically in your life right now. And so so excited for this conversation. Um, I don't want to take too long in this intro just because I know Emma is going to speak for herself and just sort of, again, introduce herself to you guys, talk about her journey, talk about what she does, talk about how you guys can work with her and all the amazing things. Her Instagram will be linked down below. She also has a Facebook group. I'm going to link that down below as well. So you guys can check that out. And she also has an Etsy shop as well. So you guys just check her content out, check her out. Like I said, she's an amazing soul. I'm so, so grateful to have connected with her back when we did, um, to have stayed in touch and just to have her on this episode because there are so many beautiful gems dropped in here. I remember just kind of like sitting with myself after and being like, wow, like that was, that was really powerful stuff. So I hope it is the same for you guys. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Feel feel free. Oh my God, I can't talk. Feel free to come find me on Instagram. Let me know how you like this one. And of course, if you connect with Emma, let her know that you found her through the podcast and tell her, I guess, what your favorite part of the podcast was. So let's go ahead and dive into this conversation. I don't want to keep you guys waiting. I want y'all to hear this juicy stuff. So yeah, let's just go ahead and dive into this episode. Thank you guys for being here and let's go. Hi, Emma. How are you today? Hey, girl. I'm good. Yo. I am doing good. I'm a little hot in this sweater, but you know, it is what it is. We'll take it off. <laughs> so let's dive I know, right? I'm like, oh, I should probably take it off, but that'll be for post-episode, post-recording, right? That would be right? so funny. Um, so I'd love for you to just give us like a brief intro, who you are, what you do in your business, all the juicy details. I mean, where do I even start? Right. Uh, I'm Emma, aka The Alchemist Next Door on Instagram. Um, I am a clairvoyant, psychic, medium, writer, coach, mentor, all that good stuff. That's what I do. Um, I'm best known for my readings, um, on Instagram. I don't even like to call them readings, to be honest, because to me, you know, especially when you first come across, say my page, I always say like, it's always God in disguise. And some, I know some people have a hard time you know, because of um, how the word God can be tainted by religion um, and even the media. But I truly believe that everything is God in disguise. And especially the first time you come across my page, um, usually people, that's when they resonate the most to a message, then that is always, you know, God, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, leading you towards that message based off of what you need now. So I don't even know where I'm going with that. But anyways, um, so yeah, I'm most known for that. Um, but I'm also a mentor, obviously, um, a coach. I like to inspire people to, you know, through my own stories, my own experience, and just, you know, universal laws, um, quantum physics, that kind of thing, uh, to inspire them to not just <laughs> live their best life, but to, you know, kind of like, what you say your next level life you know moving out of your comfort zone smashing your glass ceiling all that kind of stuff because really you know life is limitless and um it's limitless when you live in alignment um and most people don't live in alignment even me you know through i've gone through growing pains uh since starting my instagram three years ago 
I was going to say 13. It's so funny. <laughs> but it's three years ago. <laughs> but I have, you know, uh, gone through a lot of growing pains, obviously, in the last 13 years, as I'm sure you have as well. Um, so yeah, I've, you know, I've been in the process also of, you know, smashing my glass ceilings. I mean, I think I've changed my Instagram name, like, I think it started with tarot Emma and then it was like readings by Emma and then it was evolved with Emma for a while. And I was like the alchemist next door. So that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that summary. It was so uh, encompassing of everything you do. Right. Especially mm-hmm. if you're, it's you're not just a reader, right. You don't just do no. tarot. There's so much more to you and everything. That Absolutely. You and one of the things I love about your Instagram page is like the messages, right? It's like, I'll come across, like, I won't see your posts every day now, but I'll see them when I need to see them. Absolutely. And that's the messages really resonates. Absolutely. And, you know, every moment at every day, we make small decisions. Sometimes they're big, right? Uh, But we always make small little decisions, small little, oh, I think I'm going to do that. Or maybe I should do that. And I'm shivering like crazy right now. I don't know why, but um, or, you know, something happens, for example, you know, somebody breaks up with their boyfriend and then boom, a message shows up. It can be from me. It could be from anyone. That's why I was saying like, that's always God in disguise, you know, speaking to us. Um, and I say God, not as in like, you know, the man above, you know, punishing us. Um, it's always love, right? Like even when we go through hardships, when we go through, you know, trials or, you know, tough seasons, all that kind of stuff. It's never, you're never being punished. You know what I mean? And I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time with like, you know, the Bible or like, you know, religious organizations, that kind of thing. Um, You know, the old paradigm, (laughs) it was about punishing, you know, Um, I don't know. I've seen a movie. I saw a movie. um, What was it called? And I think it's a, it's a Quebec. Yeah, it's a Quebec movie. Mm-hmm. So it's a French Canadian movie. And it's a story of a little girl in like the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s. Her name was Aha. And, you know, whenever somebody, let's say in Canada or, you know, in Quebec, they're going to be like, oh, you know, this happened to me. And they say, oh, l'enfant martyr, which means like the child that was abused. Mm. so it's a story of a little girl who was abused by her stepmom I don't know where I'm going with this but I have to say it uh she was abused by her stepmom and you know the priest in the village was trying to say like no nothing's happening everything's fine you know but there was a lot of complaints from the people around him uh in you know their community saying like no this little girl is being abused and uh eventually the little girl dies this is a true story and they've made movies about it yeah it's a true story Okay. Um, and when the priest, I think, found out like what was actually happening, I think he commits suicide in the movie or in, you know, the, the story. But at one point he's like whipping himself. I think it's because he got turned on because he saw somebody like two people having sex or something like that. And he like punished himself with a whip. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. were not supposed to, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of people think you know, when something bad happens to us or we do something or we see something that we're not supposed to, we have to punish ourselves. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's not, it's not that way at all, right? Like we're only here to learn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you say, well, I don't always see your messages, but I, I see them, it's because like it resonates, right? And, it, and it's kind of a lesson to teach us that everything happens when it's supposed to, how it's supposed to. And, you know, ultimately, 
surrendering and accepting what is. Um, anyways, I think it's just, this has been my story. I think it's just my own growth and how I've, you know, interpreted certain events that, you know, I don't want to say happened to me, but that I've moved through and, you know, experienced and that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And even going back to what you're talking about with like the, <laughs> the Instagram name, like you're the changing of your name and mm-hmm. changing. And as you were saying, like breaking your own glass ceiling, realizing like, okay, I'm kind of moving into this new season right now. This is what it is. And like, I, I love that about you. Cause you're not like stuck in the, I'm this person. I need to be known as this person. I have to keep this identity. Cause I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that of like they something or they, they start something and they feel like, okay, I can't move from this. Right. Like this is who I am and I can't evolve. I can't change. I can't grow from this. And it's like, no, right. you do. It's like, have fun with it. Like if you want to change your, your name, your Instagram name, your career, whatever it is, do it. Like, right. <laughs> do it. Yeah. And I mean, me and you right now, like we're kind of, you know, talking about it really, you know, nonchalantly, but growth is not easy. You know, I don't want to say like it's hard and it's gruesome. Like for some people it's very easy, but sorry, I'm just clearing energy. That's kind of gross. I'm sorry. (laughs) This happens a lot in my readings actually. And in sessions with clients, I, I clear energy. Um, so when I like get like fake hiccups or just like almost like a burp, I know it's disgusting, but that's just like the energy clearing. Yeah. It's like a block clearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll yawn or, you know, at some point, like my nose will get itchy, things like that, or I'll get dizzy. It's just the energy clearing. Anyway. That's so cool. Yeah. But you know, change and growth, unfortunately, like, and it's, it's what we see on social media, right? Like we see these people, you know, we, even for me, sometimes I'll only show the good when I'm having a rough time or I'm going through growing, you know, growing pains, or I'm just like, you know, exhausted or whatever. Like I will literally like step away from social media for like a month, six weeks. Sometimes like, I don't, you know, I used to feel really guilty for that, but I had to learn, you know, that self-love and taking care of myself, but growing, you know, growing that next level life, that next step, all that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy, but it's our resistance to what is and our illusion of control that often holds us back. Right. Or how we're going to be perceived. Um, you know, for me, for a long time, I really put a lot of value in like my followers, not that I don't appreciate my followers, but I was very, you know, stuck on the number. I wanted to, you know, as many followers as possible. And, you know, when I would see the follower count go down, I would panic. And it's just like, that. it's almost vain, right? It's just a number, really. It, what actually matters is the quality of your impact, you know, versus the quantity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody can say like, it's not, you know, just like a workout. It's not how long you work out. It's, you know, your targeted muscle or your, you know, your, what you actually are doing, the actual work you're putting in, like, that's, what's going to reap the most positive results at the end of the day. So. No, that was so good. I was actually talking to someone about uh, something similar yesterday about like Instagram. Cause she was asking me about like growth. And I had this moment where I had to like really reel it in. Cause I think, you know, when you look at something like the numbers, it can be easy to get caught up in the like, okay, what's my number. If it drops, that's bad. If it grows, that's great. And it's almost like you said, like that ego, that, va- that vanity. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like looking yeah. at that metric, but it's like, okay, if your point is to put a message out there that's supposed to be positive, that's to help people, it doesn't matter if it helps one person or helps a hundred people, right? It's supposed to just help people. And I think when you get stuck on the how many people is it helping versus the the actual help itself or the bringing the message to life, I think that's where it can kind of go into the space of like vanity and ego. But I really actually wanted to kind of like circle back a little bit on the before you started your page. So I know that you often share the story about like when you started your, this initial business and it was like a cleaning company, mm-hmm. you were doing like home cleanings, I believe. And then you said you, you hated that and you ended up pivoting and starting your online page. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about that initial business, like what inspired inspired you to start that? And then what inspired you to be like, okay, like this is not it. <laughs> like, let's, let's go with different right. direction. and tarot and readings and spirituality is so different than cleaning. So like, how did mm-hmm. that happen? I mean, how, how far back do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to just, I can go really know? far back. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I've always been able to connect with spirit. So from a very young age, I remember telling my mom, like I can hear voices and like, I hear things and she thought I was schizophrenic. Um, or I would tell her like I see like a film of light around people and she'd be like what the hell is she talking about like what the fuck Um, but really I'm able I have the ability to see auras Um, I think I mean I would think most people could see auras but I, I don't I can't I can only speak for myself so I started seeing auras around the age 12 I could always sense you know spirits and uh I would often see them and then when I hit my teenage years it kind of stopped and then it started up again when I was 18 I met a local psychic and she was like you are like very psychic (laughs) you know and I was like oh my god like I guess I'm not crazy you know because oftentimes I would have these visions or I would think about someone and literally like the same day or two minutes later they would call me or you know certain things like that and I mean some people will say, well, that's kind of, you know, manifesting and perhaps it is as well. Um, but I would always picture these events happening and then they would happen all the time. Um, you know, I knew when my aunt was about to die. Um, and then I just kind of got started getting interested in tarot after I went to see this psychic and I didn't really experiment too much with it until I was 25, probably. Um, I got my first tarot deck, I think I was like 22. But I had a really hard time connecting with my intuition at that time. um, Because I was in a very toxic, abusive relationship. Uh, It wasn't until I left that relationship that I, you know, started to, you know, just pull cards for fun, just to kind of see what was coming up that day. And I would always find a correlation between what happened that day. And then you know, what was significant, what stood out. And like, let's say the more traditional meaning of the card. So like, let's say, I don't know, got the nine of cups. I got good news that day. Like, for example, okay, this is just a very brief surface level example. Um, So I started to pull cards for my friends. My friends would be like, oh, like they knew I had a tarot deck and they knew I was very psychic. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I started predicting when they'd get married, when they'd have kids and all these kinds of things, like to the T, you know, one of my good friends, her son now, he's like, I don't know, two or three. And I was like, um, you're going to get pregnant in December. And I think it was like January 1st or 2nd or something like that. She was like, yeah, I just found out I was pregnant three days ago. Right. So like right before December ended. So I was like, wow, like I'm actually really good at this. You know, so it was kind of fun. (laughs) It was just something I was naturally able to do. Right. Um, so I, you know, kept doing that, but 
I, at that time I was just getting out of that long-term relationship and, you know, I was still very much so in, you know, fear, base, ego, all that kind of thing. And I was living with my mom for a bit. And she was like, no, I need to get a job. Like, and I agree, like I needed a job, right? Like I was a single mom and I didn't really have any support from my son's father at the time. So I got a job cleaning with one of my good friend's mom, but it was, there was, it always seemed like there was something missing. Like, um, I didn't get enough hours or like things were not like working out with her. Like I wanted, you know, she had promised me so many hours and it wasn't, she wasn't giving them to me. So I was frustrated. I was like, I need to, you know, make more money. Like I need to <laughs> provide for myself. I can't live off $200 a week. Nobody can, you know, ideally anyways. So I ended up going to Cuba with my brother because I had gotten a huge like tax refund. And when I came back, I realized how much more calm I was and how like that vacation had really done something good for me. And I started thinking like, I should just clean houses on my own. I should just clean houses on my own. And so I think I got back like the Friday, Monday, we were back at work and the Friday um, I started cleaning a shelf and I never cleaned the shelf. I would only vacuum with this lady and the shelf literally just collapsed <laughs> like a true tower moment. And it was like oh these super God. expensive champagne glasses. And the whole thing just collapsed. There was glass everywhere. And I was like, Oh my God, like, how did this happen? Like I did nothing. I was just literally like wiping the glass and the whole thing collapsed. And I was like, Oh my God, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. um, she was like, don't worry about it. Like, I'll talk to the clients all good. So to me, I was like, okay, well, no big deal, you know, but that night I went to Popeye's with one of my girlfriends and her boyfriend. And this lady texted me, she's like, you have to pay for it. And I'm like, no, I don't. This is your business. You should have insurance for things like that. Like I work yeah. for you. I ain't paying for shit, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you literally promised me 30 hours a week. You give me maybe 10. You know, I'm a single mom. I ain't paying for shit. Like, yeah. And now you know? you're like, oh, you gotta pay for that. Like, what? I was like, no. And she was like, well, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, you know what? I'm not working for you anymore. That's it. <laughs> and that was, it, it felt like it was not even me speaking. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those moments where I was like, <gasps> what did I just say? Like, yeah, like came out before you even processed it. Exactly. But that's, that was my, like, that was alignment. You know what I mean? Like I was not in fear. It was just like, this is the truth. This is it. And it just came out of me. And then I'm there sitting with my fried chicken in front of me and with my friends. And she's like, what's up? I'm like, I just quit my job and I have like 130 bucks in my bank account, you know? Yeah. I have no other stream of income, nothing. So from there, it was like, boom. It was like, like sink or swim, you know? Yeah. Um, I put up an ad online, you know, all this description of what I offer. and But I was hyped in a way because I had no choice. But, you know, at the same time, I was like, was it that or was it alignment, you know? And it just went from zero to 100. Um it took probably just maybe like two weeks. I went from making like $200 a week to like 800 a week, which wow. is kind of like a big leap when you think about it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you know, um, and it's so crazy. And I knew it was aligned because the second week I started working, I had just enough money to like pay like my gas. Like I didn't, I only had like two clients that week or something like that. 
So I knew I was only making about $120, $130. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to buy food at the end of the week. You know, like, I was like, you know what? It's going to work out. It's worked out. You know, ever since I became a single mom, like it's always worked out for me. I'm not going to panic. There's no point in it. I'm just going to do what I got to do. Put my best foot forward. And some way, somehow it's going to work out. Yeah. So that was like on the Monday. And I think it was like the Friday. My mom was like, oh, she was like, I'm going to Costco. Do you want to come? And I was like, well, I don't really have any money. And she's like, don't worry about it. I got it. But the worst part is like, my mom doesn't even have a Costco pass. Like she <laughs> did not even have a Costco pass. She had borrowed it from my aunt. Oh, like, wow. and my mom never goes to Costco. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's like, let's go to Costco. And I was like, well, I don't really have any money. She's like, don't worry about it. I got it. Like I got you. And she ended up paying for like, I think she bought like $300 worth of groceries for me, wow. which was like enough to last for like two weeks, you know, yeah. up until I really started to make a lot, you know, make that huge leap in income. So, um, but you know, I, and I felt so good. Like it felt so good to feel like it doesn't come from my baby daddy. It doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from any help. This is me, you know, like putting myself out there and providing for my kid. Like that feeling was unlike anything. I probably, you know, it was one of those feelings that is hard to describe where I just felt so good about myself that, you know, because I was proving to myself that I could do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Because for me to be self-employed, like I never thought that would be my life. You know, when I was 20 years old, I thought I was going to be like an administrative assistant, you know, working for the government or whatever. Like that was my life. That was what I thought was going to be my life. But anyways, things worked out. So yeah, I did that for um, about like a year and a half until I really started to burn out, you know, especially being so energy, energetically sensitive, like touching other people's stuff, making their bed, like I would pick up on all the energy. Um, and then my dog died. I had to put my dog down. Um, yeah. So, you know, I know it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's been like three years, you know, but it was just a lot of things happening all at the same time. And, you know, I hit a point where I was so burnt out. I was so like, this can't just be it for me, you know? And I, and I had tried to have employees, but again, it was like that friction. Like it just, it wasn't like flowing. Right. So I ended up like, talking to a guy about uh, he's like a law of attraction hypnotist and I had like a huge like session with him and he was like it sounds like you're out of alignment like that's just all he kept saying like you know I'm all about the law of attraction but it works when you're in alignment you know like when you're actually doing something that brings you joy and initially it did bring me joy but then I was like no there's something missing right like there's something where I'm like I'm I, I believe I was, I felt I was meant for more than just, you know, cleaning somebody's bathroom. And while there's absolutely no shame in that, right. I have no shame about what I was doing. Even at the time I had no shame. I was doing what I had to do to take care of me because even at that point I was still getting no support, you know, from my son's father. And he was, he wasn't really in his life at the time. So I had no shame. I was proud of myself. And that's why I kept going. I was like, I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, I ended up breaking up with like a boyfriend and one day I went to my mom's, I was in between clients and I was like, I saw my mom and I was like, Oh my God. Like I kept seeing her lungs in my mind's eye. I kept seeing her lungs. I ended up going to Jamaica for a week. And when I came back, she told me she was hospitalized because she had water on her lungs. And yeah, I know it kind of sounds depressing, but I'm getting to the point here. Um, So it ended up, my mom has a heart condition where, well, she has heart failure. So uh, what happened is that 
because the her heart was not pumping hard enough, the water was not filtrating, you know, her blood wasn't filtrating through her kidneys fast enough. So the water was building up on her organs, primarily her lungs. And at that point, you know, at first I was shocked. I was devastated. Like my mom's sick, you know, I don't want my mom to be sick. Um, but then it hit me. I was like, I saw this, I saw it. And I, and it, it was like, you know, the sea parting in front of me. I was like, that's what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's my gift. That is my gift. I mean, I have other gifts. Like I'm very, you know, personable. I, I, I love to meet new people. I'm very good at marketing myself, all that kind of stuff. But that is my talent. You know, that's my gift. So, you know, I had thought about doing it online, all that kind of stuff. But I was like, nah, you know, people, people around me are going to think I'm crazy. You know, nobody really knew. Like, you know, my mom kind of knew, my dad knew, some people knew, but I come from a very conservative city, very conservative upbringing. Like nobody does what I do, (laughs) you know, but one day it was Christmas day and I was driving across town in a blizzard going to pick up my son. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do it. And I started doing it. And within a couple of days, people were hitting up my DM. Like my DM was flooded. Like I want a reading. I want this. I was like, okay, I'll try. But I was like, how do I do this? You know, like, how do I get that, that energy exchange, that payment? So I had set up an Etsy shop. That's how I started. And it just within three months, three months, I was able to go, I quit my, you know, I closed my other business and I just did this full time. And you know, then I started doing group programs, started talking about, you know, not just positive thinking, but, you know, mindset work and, you know, awareness, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's and here we are today, (laughs) you know, still going, still doing it. And it's, it's, it's been life changing. And, you know, I, I, and part of my purpose is really to inspire others to follow their joy, because when we follow our joy, when we follow things that light us up, and when we follow our gifts and our talent, doors just open like crazy it's it's crazy I've been you know I've done podcast interviews I've you know I've met celebrities like it's it's crazy and it's not to say that like meeting celebrities but I've met people and I've you know it's, it's just crazy like I've met people from all over the world from different backgrounds and it's just like that could have never happened I could have never had these experiences had it not been for that moment of I'm just gonna do it Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's crazy because prior, when I had that hip hypnosis um, session with that gentleman, after that, I was like, I contacted him. I'm like, all these clients are dropping like flies, like client cleaning clients, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I wasn't even panicking. I was like, no, it's just, I don't even care. Like it was so it was so strange how it all happened. When I think back and I, I reflect on those, those times, I was like, it was totally meant to be like, yeah. no doubt about it. It was meant to be because as soon as I stepped into things that brought me joy and things that came easily to me, it was like, you know, made the most money I've ever made in my life, you know, just met people that I would have never could have imagined or met any other way. Right. And, you know, being able to touch people's lives. And sometimes I, I have, I still have those moments where I doubt myself and you know, somebody will send me a message, be like, you changed my life. And I'm like, that's just crazy. Like, that is just crazy, because I don't feel like I'm doing anything special. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's an amazing story. I love how you talk about the fact that it just sort of happened and how your cleaning clients sort of just fell away naturally. Mm -hmm. 
One of the things that I want to ask you your opinion on, because I think it's really interesting that we talk about how it's like staying in alignment and doing things in alignment. We allow ourselves to be led to those really amazing doors where we can walk through and opportunities Mm -hmm. are presented to us. Kind of like what happened to you where now you're able to do all these things, right? You're um, in a space where you're abundant. You're able to provide for yourself and your family. Like all these amazing things are happening Mm -hmm. when you decide to follow that nudge of like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like work with this talent that I have. But on the other side, I think there is, I kind of want to acknowledge the people that do feel as if they're following this bliss or their passion, but it's not happening for them, right? Because I'll have conversations with um, friends who are doing the things that they love, right? They're really like, I love this thing, but it's just not picking up, right? And I guess you know, how would you describe that other opposite scenario? Is that something like a karmic path, like like lessons they have to learn, right? Is it something around challenge? Like, what is that? Because maybe they are following their bliss, but it's not happening. Doors are opening. It's not, it's not going as fast as they want to. And I don't want those people out there to feel like, okay, if it's not happening quickly, I should just give up because maybe it's not about giving up. Maybe there are lessons there, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I think everybody's journey is unique. And, you know, somebody that I personally look up to, like a motivational speaker that I listen to a lot is Steve Harvey. And yeah, I love Steve Harvey, but he's so real. You know what I mean? Like anybody can connect to, you know, I mean, I did not live, live in a car, obviously. I think he lived in a car for like three years or something like that. Um, And he kept saying, like, it's just not, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening, you know, but he always says, if you give up, it's not going to happen. Like that's guaranteed. If you give up, it's not going to happen. Now, mind you, I'm very intuitive, naturally intuitive. I don't have to put any effort into it. Right. So even like in my previous jobs, I've never had, I've never like hit my head against the wall. I always done things intuitively. So I think my best advice to anybody is to get to know how your intuition speaks to you, you know, because again, if you're, you know, you're, you're hitting, you know, walls or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're on the wrong path, but maybe there's an easier way. Sometimes that's getting, you know, a mentor or, you know, taking a certain class or, you know, it, there's always, I want to say there's always a solution. And I don't want to sound like insensitive, you know, when I say that, Um, you know, maybe you're just not open-minded. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. I can, again, only speak on, you know, my own path and all that kind of stuff. Um, But if you give up, for sure, it's not happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, No, that definitely makes sense. And I think that's sort of where, you know, I think the struggle is sometimes in these inspirational stories. I actually, a friend sent me a video yesterday. It was this girl who um, she was, her family like was like full of doctors and they kind of wanted her to become a doctor. She was like, I'm not, I'm not for that life. Right. Yeah. Ended up starting this YouTube, but it wasn't taking off. She was like doing these videos all the time. Nothing was happening. People kept asking, she dropped out of college. People kept asking her like, girl, like what's going on with your YouTube? She's over here lying. Like, yeah, I'm making money. Like I got this all the while. Like (laughs) nothing is happening. Right. And she's like at home, her parents are starting to figure out like, girl, like what's going on here. And then she, um, basically I think she ended up switching her niche. She ended up being like, okay, no more hair and beauty videos. Cause I just make that. Cause I think I should make it. And she started Mm -hmm. to make videos and it took off. Like she made a video 
literally it was like she went from like 600 subscribers to like now she's sitting at like 450,000 or something like that like that's crazy right so her life completely changed within a year and I think as I was watching that um I was looking through the comments and one of the comments said you know this is amazing this is inspirational I love this but for anyone watching this who's like in their mid early late 20s right or even early 30s who hasn't achieved what they think this level of success is like don't feel like you're failure because like you said Mm -hmm. everyone's path is unique and different and I think that's what we really have to like latch on to is that remembrance because it's easy to look at someone and be like you know Mm -hmm. on one hand you're inspired you're like oh my god this means I can do it I can do these amazing Mm -hmm. things on the other hand if you know their thing took off in a year and a half and you're sitting here two three years in and you're like okay well what's happening it's like it can right get discouraged but I do think slow growth I always say slow growth is still growth right even if it's like absolutely the numbers are going up little by little little by little each month that's still something if you have you know one person tell you thank you you've changed my life that's still something like those are mm-hmm. big things I think we you know sometimes want to kind of not look at because we're so trying to focus on specific numbers and trying to get to this lifestyle we see portrayed on social media of what success is. But absolutely, I, I love just kind of like touching on that because I think um, everyone is in their unique journey and it doesn't always happen quickly for some of us. And that I think it's it can be harder when it doesn't happen quickly. But I think at the same time, it prepares you right absolutely to that certain level that you want to now it's like all these stories to tell about when things weren't working exactly interesting like write you a book now like because exactly (laughs) oh my god you just oh my god that's crazy that is so insane but it's you know I agree wholeheartedly and you know I just last week I had somebody in my DM say like oh my god like you know, I, I love to see how happy you are with your kids and, you know, everything running smoothly, effortlessly between your work. Because for me, you know, she was saying, I really struggle, uh, you know, balancing work, home life, uh, you know, with her toddler. And I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Okay. Let me get real. All right. Because again, I'm very energetically sensitive. It's very easily, it's very easy for me to get burnt out. And I was like, listen, girl, you know, I went on my story and I was like, it, I struggle too. I struggle too. And I mean, I have days where I'll put my kids down for bed at night and I will cry. Literally, I would start crying because I'm just like, I put so much pressure on myself. You know, we put so much, not just moms in general, but in real life. And it's so important. Like the more, you know, the more I evolve, the more I grow, I'm realizing like this whole social media stuff, this whole, you know, everything, the the, the cars, the money, mm. it's not it's, it's irrelevant. Mine is fleeting. Like that will never bring you joy. A number will never bring you joy. Success is defined by you. Can we you know what I mean? And, and success is defined by you. And I always tell people, build the momentum on those small successes. You know what I mean? Like if you get discouraged because you're not growing or you're, you're not hitting your monthly goals or whatever, then focus on what is working. What what even as insignificant as it may seem, just build on that small success and then keep building. Because again, if you're comparing yourself and that's, uh, you know, I'm guilty of that as well for a very long time. You know, I've, I'm 
horrible at beating myself up, right? It's something that I'm unlearning to do. And that's where, you know, if we want to get into the whole reparenting <laughs> discussion, but, you know, for, for the intent of this interview, um, it's really about just doing A, the best you can with what you got and just never giving up, right? Um, be, because again, some people perhaps know exactly intuitively what they need to do and how to get there, for example, like me, um, and other people, they, they, part of their lesson is to learn to tap into their own intuition and their own, you know, quirks and all that kind of stuff. Right. Because, you know, I've had people say, well, there's a lot, you know, it's a saturated market. Well, so is, you know, tarot and the kind of stuff that I do. Everything is saturated, right? Saturated. There's nothing unique anymore. And and that's good though. That's good because everything can be done. Exactly. Anything can be done. But, you know, one of my favorite Wu-Tang quotes (laughs) is, you know, do you be you work hard the right people will come, you know, and the, the, the false ones, you know, they'll fall away because when you stay true to you, you, it just becomes that much more easier. And, you know, a lot of people, they try to do what somebody else is doing. Right. And I think it's, I, I don't want to say her name wrong. Her name is Maryam. I, I can't pronounce her last name. Has, has son, has now? I yes, I believe so. I know, same. Yeah. But she said it perfectly in one of her posts. It was, she said something like, you know, how some people try to imitate other people, you know, perhaps uh, similar work that they do, but it's not the success or, you know, all that kind of stuff that they're attracted to. It's their authenticity, right? Like you can't duplicate authenticity. And that's a huge thing. People try to copy what somebody else does, right? Again, like it may work at first, but then it doesn't because it's not authentic to you. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, say (laughs) punish anybody when I'm saying this, but hopefully that resonates with someone, you know, be you, do you be, you know, flaws and all, nobody is perfect. And after a while, people, you know, you, you can only keep up a facade for so long right? So you may as well be you. But again, a lot of us are traumatized. A lot of us have, you know, core wounds where we don't feel comfortable being ourselves. We don't feel comfortable, you know, putting ourselves out there because in the past, oh, you know, shut up, you're being quiet. Oh, you know, you're embarrassing me, all these kinds of things. And, you know, I'm only speaking about what I've, you know, lived through in my life. You know, that's what I always heard, you know, stop talking, you have a French accent. You know, I, I come from uh, a city. Well, you've been to Ottawa. I can't believe you didn't tell no me you were way. in Ottawa last year. No, where did I, I go? Believe. I went to, um, oh my God, I literally don't know. I wasn't in Ottawa. I was in another. You were in Hall, like, which is across the bridge. From oh, I, oh, actually I did. Go, we drove yes. in here one night. That's what it was. I but, was like, uh, as if yeah. she's, I, I saw Lack Leamy and I was like. I know. Like, leave me, like, leave me. Like, is she a, is <laughs> Next time I have to come visit you because literally, so my boyfriend's sister lives, at, well, I think she just moved. I have to find out what town she's in or like province. Okay. Is that what it's called? Right. So I live on the border, <laughs> right? Still. Yeah. Right. I live on the border of like Quebec and Ontario. So Ottawa and Gatineau. I'm originally yeah, no, from that's Gatineau. Like, that's where we went. Right. Yeah, that's where so she was at the time. I know, that's crazy. I saw, I'm like, lack, leave me. I'm like, is she in my hood? <laughs> and then I looked, I'm like, she is. I, I remember I sent you a message like, yo, why didn't you tell me? Like, why do I, I look like, weird? And I was like, no, I would have loved to see you. Oh, messaging you, but I was like, oh my God. I'm like, 
That's so weird. I was just like, why isn't she? Why did she tell me? I would have loved. It. But anyway, next time we'll we'll set up because I'll definitely be back. Um, maybe soon. We'll see. But yeah. Well, borders closed, so you can't come. Unfortunately, no, can't you fly in? Uh, I if you are like a Canadian citizen, you can come back. We can fly out. Like I could go oh, anywhere, but right? But I have oh. to. I have to quarantine oh. before and it's after. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. It's so such we'll, a process. We'll up when it's like you know when this when they reopen. <laughs> yeah. Because oh right. But so anyway, I come from the Quebec side. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Quebec, so I have a Quebec accent, right? Like if people hear me talk in French, they know I'm from Quebec, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not the same as like, um, uh, what do they call it in French? We say Franco Ontarien. So basically French Ontarian people, and mm-hmm. then you have Quebec people very, you know, it's, it, it's I like mean, you South go in different provinces in different areas of Quebec, different, you know, districts or whatever, and people have speak differently. We all have our own slang and all that kind of stuff. So when I moved from Elmer or Gatineau to Ottawa, when I was, I don't know, 11, 12, I had a Quebec accent in comparison, you know, even my son, my son speaks differently than I do. Really? Because he was, mo- you know, he was mostly brought up in Ontario. So he was born in Ontario, although it's just across the river. He doesn't speak the same way as I, as I do. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Like he speaks like such nice French. Me, you hear me speak French. Like some people wouldn't even understand what I'm saying, you know, because it's so, it's so different. So I remember when I had moved, uh, there was these two boys in my class. I think it was in sixth grade. And they were, they started picking on me and laughing at me because of, my accent and literally like I come from 30 minutes away like it's not even that far so they were laughing at me right so that created for me an insecurity of my French accent right and I mean some people can't really tell that I have an accent but it's because you know I was brought up bilingual but you can tell like people can tell that I'm Quebecer that I'm not you know French Ontarian or whatever um so that created a, a core wound in me when I was younger um and like all this you know the shadow work and all because shadow work is a big part of awareness and you know spirituality if you don't acknowledge your shadow that's you know can't just you're not going to know why you act the way you do right yeah. you're not going to know why you choose the partners that you choose you're not going to know why you keep staying in the same job right exactly. um and a lot of this is rooted in our childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's not easy. I just went through a whole Saturn return of, you know, Ooh. all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all that good stuff. But, you Ooh. know, it, it was okay. It was okay. It was good. I'm out. I'm like, well, almost. <laughs> yeah. But we're always learning. We're always evolving, right? So comparing ourselves to others and other successes and what they'll think of what we do and all that kind of stuff, it's... You're never going to be free. You're never going to do it, right? So people should not compare themselves to others because we don't actually know, especially in the age of social media that we're in, we're, we never know what other people are actually going through because nobody wants to talk about the shadow, yeah. right? And I mean, even people like, and again, like I'm using an example so that everybody can get it, right? Like we think about like the Jenners or the Kardashians, right? Like they have a huge following, huge success, right? But they are marketed to a T. And oh. I mean, if you if you've watched like the card, you know, Keeping Up with the Kardashian, you've seen Kendall Jenner. Uh, is that Kendall Jenner? Yeah, Kendall, Kendall the model. 
yeah, you've yeah. seen her struggle with like insane panic attacks, you know, but she's beautiful. She's tall. She's rich. She's a model. She should not be having panic. Why is she having panic attacks? That's so weird. Right. But her internal process and how she's dealing with everything that she's dealt with. And again, I'm not saying like, you know, yes, money does, you know, make things easier for certain things, you know, like buying food and surviving and all that kind of stuff. But if it ain't making her happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all have our struggles. Do not get fooled. You know, the skinny uh, girl that you admire, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's struggling with anorexia or bulimia. We do not know, right? There's so much more to, you know, the surface of what we actually see. And, you know, I've worked very hard to get to where I am now. Right. But, you know, and I've had my moments of doubt, you know, a lot of people, we, they don't see the work that actually goes behind and the struggles and because we're all human, nobody's immune to hardships, to all that kind of stuff. This conversation is getting really serious, but I I feel like it's really important to talk about it because, you know, it, it doesn't, it wasn't given to me anyway, and to a lot of other people on a silver platter, you know? So we all struggle with certain things and putting myself out there. I remember when I first started my Instagram, I had posted on my story. I had just bought a new deck and the bottom of the deck, I had shuffled it. I was in a drive-thru at Starbucks. (laughs) It was a nine of cups. And Mm -hmm. I remember looking like who had looked at my story and it was like maybe just 30 people. And I saw my ex had actually looked. So I was like, okay, so I know people are seeing it, right? Like my son's father was actually looking at my new Instagram. So, but you know, you got to have a backbone at the end of the day. And you, you, you just got to move past that fear that appears real, right? That what are people going to think? Who cares what people think? Who cares? Cause at the end of the day, they like, they're, I mean, they may be like, I, don't, I guess they're like paying your bills that they're paying you. But at the end of the day, they're not like, you'll find no. other people because it's like, if you're just sitting there trying to please certain people on the internet, you're going to keep, you're going to please this person, but then this person mm-hmm. will be unhappy. So you're going to try to do something to please right. You're going to keep running in circles and you're going to make it crazy. Right. And I think another thing for me too, is always like, it's not always about me either you know, like what content I want to put out and that kind of thing. It's, I always try to think, or especially like when I feel like I have like creative blocks or something like that, I always try to think, okay, what value can I bring to people? You know, how can I serve and give back in the process? Right. I don't know if you've ever read the book, the seven spiritual success by Deepak Chopra. I haven't. It's one of my favorite books, honestly. And it's, it's like 111 pages, of course, Uh, (laughs) of course, but he talks about your Dharma in this lifetime, right. About, you know, how can you give back? right? Like what is the definition of success? And really, I mean, success again is, is measured by how you're feeling and how you're doing, you know, compared to a year ago, three, four or five years ago. Right. But he says, if you want to have true impact, you have to focus on your Dharma and your Dharma is what you were able to overcome in this life, right? How you can transmute that, you know, that your, your story, all that kind of stuff. And help other people with it. I love that. Right. So for me, you know, for years I stayed in an abusive and I'm like, I'm talking like abusive, abusive, you know, like cheated on, lied to, you know, punched, choked, you know, violent, you know, environment. And I would stay in that relationship because 
I thought that that's the only way I could survive on my own. I didn't think I could survive on my own. And that's why, like, when I first started making real money, I was like, holy shit, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is so empowering for me, right? I stayed in that relationship for so long because I was like, I can't make it on my own. How are my children going to survive? You know, I didn't have a job and how am I going to make it on my own? Nobody's going to want to hire me. I'm going to be just like my mom because my mom, you know, that's a wound and something that I witnessed growing up. She stayed in these relationships, toxic relationships, because, you know, she used to say, I'm stupid. I'm this. I can't survive on my own. I have no talent. I have no degree, right? All that kind of stuff. Um, so, but I, I feel like I was forced outside of, out of that relationship because it, it was so bad. I was having these panic attacks, you know, almost throwing up. It was horrible. All of that was an illusion. It's not real. It's not true. Like those fears was not true because look, I'm able to provide for myself mm -hmm. easily by following things that I love and doing things that are easy, right? Um, yes, marketing, you know, goes into it. Yes, tactics, you know, ways to get people to, you know, to draw people in. But me, I can't just draw people, you know, I can't just sell to sell, you know, there has to be value. There has to be, you know, I have to be able to help somebody. And this is not like on some vein, you know, on some vanity thing. No, that's like, what brings me true fulfillment, right? Yeah. Some people it's numbers and that's fine, you know, but me, it's really about inspiring other people to be like, especially, you know, women that have been in these you know, toxic environments that believe that they need a man to be fulfilled. Like, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not true at all. Right. But us women, we grow up in these, you know, we watch movies, you know, the man, the prince charming, he saves oh, off, he, you know, he takes care of us, but <laughs> we, and that's not to say that, you know, life is not a fairy tale, but you have to create your own fairy tale, you know, your own definition of success. And, you know, I've learned anyway, that it's not how people give me attention. It's not, you know, the man next to me, a relationship can only bring so much fulfillment, right? Um, so, and I mean, you can do anything you want, anything you want, as long as it's true to you. So that's my dharma to be an example of, you know what? Yeah, I've been punched in the face. Yeah, I've been abused. Yes, I've stayed in relationships longer than I should have. Yeah. You know, I fucked up. I've been in debt, you know, I've been in debt in the past financially. I've, you know, all these things. I've been, you know, I've been ashamed. I've been, I've been mean to people in the past. You know what I mean? But you know what? That doesn't define me. Exactly. And, and, and self-loathing and that fear and that shame and that guilt, it's not good for you. You know what I mean? Living in fear. And I mean, I was lucky in a sense that once I was out of that relationship, the abuse, the physical abuse stopped. He still tried to control me, all these kinds of things. But, mm -hmm. you know, it was never to the point of violence, right? After the fact. So for that fact, I am lucky. And again, I can only speak on myself because I know some women are in much more dangerous situations in that sense, right? Um, but if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Right. You can get out of that. There is help. You know, you will survive. You will be okay. You know what I mean? You do not need to stay in those relationships. So it doesn't even have to be an abusive relationship. Maybe you're just sick of your job. Maybe you just realizing I don't 
connect with this person anymore the way it used to. Oh, well, I have kids. Oh, well, you're supposed to stay in a relationship. You're unhappy for the kids or whatever, right? Because society told you, you know, but no, all of that, that's just an illusion that society has created. You know, again, we can get into all the, you know, (laughs) white supremacy, patriarchy, all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't have to be that way. It It really does not. It doesn't. And I love how you own your trauma and you own those things in the past that have created, that have made you into what you are today and you've overcome them. Cause it's like, if your aim is to help people to see that they can have more, to see that they can get out of these types of relationships, leave these jobs, et cetera. It's like, you kind of have to own what happened to you. And it's sort of like own that shame that you felt, own that sadness, whatever. Mm -hmm. And be like, I was there too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was there too. And you might be here. Here's how you can move past that here's how you can do better here's how you can whatever right right and you know what that's like an authentic part of you but you know what it and again it's so easy to like especially like let's say you're coming out of an abusive relationship or like you know you just lost your job or whatever and you're like you feel literally hopeless right like literally feel hopeless but it's always one day at a time yeah, you know, and that's something I teach, you know, with some of my clients and in my classes, it's like, if you look too far ahead, and you try to figure it all out by yourself, try to plan every single detail, you're setting yourself up for failure. It's mm-hmm. one day at a time, yeah. you know, and healing is not easy. I will say, though, the worst thing you can do is get into another relationship right away, right? Like if you're coming out of something that's abusive, because you'll likely repeat the cycle, which is what I did. Um, So, you know, not just the cycle of what somebody, you know, how they reacted to, or I don't know, I don't want to get too complicated here, but it's not necessarily what they did to me. And I say that, you know, very hypothetically speaking, okay, Um, because I tolerated a lot, right? So I had to take responsibility for, you know, certain things and how long those relationships lasted. Um, But you're, you, we, if we do not take the time to heal and, you know, sit, in what happened and observe and kind of be like, okay, like this is what's repeating. This is what I do. And we're just going to repeat the same cycle. So it's important to, you know, take the, the time to heal and not feel like we have to rush or bounce back or, you know, pretend that we're happy because it it always catches up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so, wow, this is going. <laughs> I don't think we're expecting it to get <laughs> into like this. Truth bombs left and right. I'm like, ooh, let me soak this in. <laughs> I know, but I think it's important to talk it. about these things. You know, it is. Yeah, and you know, not trying to force because we just create more dissatisfaction, more frustration, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, because comparing ourselves to others and what they project. You talk about having to let go of this idea of the vanity around like the metrics around, okay, like more people equals more success and less is like bad and all that stuff. And also the comparison. So like, what are some other things that you had to let go of? And then what mindsets did you have to adopt in order to help like your, your Instagram grow, your business grow? Um, and just you as a person too, right? Like grow. Right. Um, you know, I think, Again, without getting too technical in terms, I think, you know, there are always periods of accelerated growth, right? Um, A lot of fears and blocks surrounding money. Uh, For me, it was huge, right? When I first started my Instagram, it was like, it was charging like $11 
for a reading, you know, depending on the amount of questions, I realized that the quality of the readings that I was putting out or giving were not as great as I would like them to be. Um, So I had to, you know, and again, like if you're giving away an $11 product, you're probably going to sell more, right? So I was again, falling into that pattern of getting burnt out. So I was like, Hey, like I need to up my prices, right? If you want to, you know, have more time and have the freedom that comes from being an entrepreneur or, you know, having a business and that kind of thing, you have to have different tiers, right? Um, If you would have asked me three years ago, if I would be charging $300 for a call, I would probably said no, but the quality that you, that clients receive when they, when I charge more is much greater than if I was, you know, having five calls a day, which I personally can't do because I, my energy just gets depleted too quickly. Right. Um, so I, I had to embody, like, it's, you know, it's safe for me to receive that kind of energy exchange, because that's all it is, right? Like some people are like, oh my gosh, you know what? (laughs) My coach, she charges like 1200 bucks for a call. You know what I mean? Right? Like, and I see the value in her, right? Because I resonate with her and I resonate with her story and she inspires me and I connect with her and she's super intelligent. I don't know if you know her, Jen Scalia. Have you ever heard of her? She's great. I love her. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look her up. Yeah, she's really cool. I I think her Instagram handle is meant for millions. Oh, I know. She's such a fucking boss. I fucking love I her. Love Anyways, her. I love her, but she's super like authentic too. Like she talks about, you know, the shadow aspect, you know, what we don't see the, sh- you know, not the struggles, but the smashing those glass ceilings, that kind of thing. So, and she's worth it. She's worth it to me. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, like that's so much right and but a lot of it comes down to worth you know what you think your time is worth and if you struggle with I can't even charge a hundred dollars for a a call or consultation or whatever then it's like why not yeah where does your belief about that because again it's just energy right it's just energy that's all it is really so I think having to explore you know again those core wounds and those core beliefs around money was huge for me but if you're able to be like okay no when I work less let's say I have better quality you know a better quality product whether it's a service that kind of stuff then who actually wins it's not just me it's the client it's your client right because if I'm not 100% then I'm not going to give you 100% you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so a lot and even me, like right now, I'm like, I'm at that point where I'm like, hey, I plateaued again, right? And I'm feeling like that there's something missing kind of vibe. So I'm currently in that process of exploring. Uh, well, I've been in it for a minute, but you know, I'm not forcing it because I, I know everything happens the way it's meant to. And I'm never going to miss those windows of opportunities. I never miss them. I've never missed them in the past. Why would I start now? Right. Um, so a lot of it had to do with like, okay, what did I observe growing up? I saw my mom struggle, you know, to keep a job to, but her belief is like, well, it's because I'm stupid. I jumped out of high school. I don't have an education. So a lot, like, I don't 
feel like that's one of my core wounds. Like, because I don't have a university degree, I'm no good. That's not it. But me, it's watching my mom struggle and deplete herself to the point where she like has no patience, you know, like her, our relationship was affected because of that. She stayed in these relationships because they were, you know, providing for her all that kind of stuff. Right. So a lot of that had to be like, okay, that was my mom, but what do I want? Do I want to struggle too? You know? And again, some, some of your listeners might be listening to this and be like, this might be completely foreign to them, right? Like this kind of thinking or, you know, that shadow work, all that kind of stuff. Like, but it's so important because again, if you're just trying to think positively, you're going to feel that resistance. Yeah. You're still going to feel that resistance where you're like, hmm, it's not, you know, a lot of people say it doesn't work. Well, it's because you're not going within, you know, you're not going. Yes, exactly. Right. And I mean, you know, when making money is not evil, right? Like I, (laughs) right. Uh, people like rich people do bad things and mm-hmm. all that. Do you know stuff, how much? Right? Look how Amazon is being, you know, s- slaughtered all the time, right? Amazon's oh, bad. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Bezos, like, but look how much money his ex-wife got from that settlement, and mm-hmm. what did she do with that money? Oh, I don't know. Actually, she <laughs> gave it back. She gave it back to him or to like charity? No, not to him. To oh, like charity, like, right? She gave it to like. I mean, I, I read it quickly a while ago, but she was giving it back to all these colleges and universities, oh, yeah. um, mm. right? So to give out, you know, peop, um, what do they call them? Grants and that kind of stuff. Like, oh, like she's giving grants. most of her fortune away back. So is Amazon or really like bad? on Amazon who, because Amazon isn't just Jeff. Like there's people who have businesses because right. they sell on Amazon. Same, same as like right. Amazon. They're selling Absolutely. on Etsy, they sell on Amazon, they sell on eBay, Right. diversified income. Mm-hmm. So it's like there are people who have made themselves, who have created their abundant lives through right. Amazon as a portal too. So I also like to look at that too, it's like, Absolutely. Okay, a tool, right? And, and mm-hmm. with any tool, if you give it to someone who has bad intentions, they can use it in a bad way, but you give it to someone with good intentions. Absolutely. In a good way, right? right. But so, even somebody that uses it in a bad way Mm -hmm. the universe is always self-correcting yeah you know what i mean and that's why i was necessarily see exactly and that's why i was using the the example of jess jeff bezos or whatever his name is he (laughs) gave she she inherited or she got like 38 billion dollars and she's giving most of it away (laughs) right so we can talk shit about jeff all all we want but really that was just God in disguise being like, you know what? He has too much money. So we're going to, and we're going to redistribute it in the community. And I mean, I think his, his net worth now is like $200 billion, which is crazy, but a lot of money. So he actually parted from like half of his fortune and like tripled it afterwards. Right. So again, it's all that giving and receiving, you yeah. know, when you, what you put out, it just comes back to you tenfold. Mm-hmm. So that, even, right. right. And I mean, even when we're trying to criticize or we criticize somebody or we judge them, right? Like, oh, he's got all this money, all this, that, all this, that. You don't know what God is doing through them. That, thank you. Thank we you. don't know. It's like when, when I see people criticize, because I, I feel like, I don't know if I ever had this mindset, but when someone has a lot of money and they spend on what we 
think is something ridiculous, right? For me, I'm always kind of like, well, they worked hard or they earned their money. However, it's not for me to sit here and be like, why are you buying this watch or why are you buying this car? Maybe that person really came from like rock bottom, built themselves up and they were like, I'm gonna get me that Beamer because guess what, baby? I worked hard. So like, who am exactly. I to judge? I don't know their story. And and look, the Beamer, right? how do you think the, how do you think the Beamer was built? Somebody's got to do it. Oh, <laughs> somebody needs a job to build that Beamer. Yeah. So it's not all bad, right? There's yeah, nothing wrong with a Beamer. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with, you know, luxury. There's We're absolutely On things you want to spend. And and that's, and I think it also part of it stems too from like, if you're someone judging on that side of like, oh my God, they, it's like part of you feels like maybe you can't have that. Part of you is maybe it, like absolutely. jealousy. There's that. It's all a mirror. Cause you're, yeah. Cause you're sitting there like, oh, it's all a mirror. car and it's like, you feel like you can't have it. And it's like, well, baby, why can't you have it? Because if you truly felt like you could have it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. even be a, oh my God, it would be like, a, ooh, I'm gonna get me that that model, but I'm gonna have it in red, actually. Like, I can't, but, if, you know what I mean? Or you start yeah. to look at it differently. It starts to be an example of like, what's coming for you. Exactly. Where it shows you what you can't have. And really when you're projecting a judgment on someone, it's really you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just the observer. You're just the observer, right? And then you have an unconscious belief and then boom, you project it on someone, right? Like you're literally your vision, your eyesight is seeing something and then this energy comes out of you, mm-hmm. right? Like when you see people doing certain things that you don't agree with, whether it could be anything, you know, like some people have problems with, you know, the LGBT community, or I'm sorry if I didn't say it right. It's like, why do you care? Right. If they're LG LGBTQ, and I think there's also A as well. I'm not sure. Um, me neither. But it's like, who gives a fuck? You know, what if nobody's about. being heard in the process, why do you care? Yeah. And I'm gonna give you an example. Like a few years ago, somebody, because here in Ontario now, they teach about that. They talk about that in school, and like as young as in like element, elementary school. Like they start to talk about that stuff. Right. And somebody was worried that their son was going to be gay because he was talking about, he was learning about that in school. Like he would be tempted to become gay or something like that. Like, I don't know if that's even possible, but you know what I mean? But he was like, Oh no, that can't happen. Yeah. I was like, how about we just teach people not to discriminate? Number one, you know, um, to let people on their own path, you know? And Again, like we were talking about the Beamer, that projection that you have, oh, well, he has a Beamer. Well, to build that Beamer, there has to be jobs. So by that person buying that Beamer, that created a job. So it's just a redistribution of abundance, wealth, whatever you want to call it. So the next time you feel called to judge someone for whatever they decide, think about it. You know, how could you redirect that energy into making yourself better instead? Yeah. bettering your circumstances and not in like, well, you know, until, unless you have a beamer, you're not good enough. That's not it. But think about it. You know, yeah. do you actually care? About, <laughs> you know? And if you do, then, then maybe that's a question to dig deep and ask yourself why. Exactly. You because exactly. that clearly is like, again, if you're feeling like jealousy, hate, anger towards someone who's living their seemingly best life, because again, you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. Right. That's something to explore. All of it comes from source. All of it comes from God. 
and all of it is energy. When we look at an atom, you know, uh, you know, neutrons, protons, all that kind of stuff, it's mostly empty space. Mm-hmm. And how we look at things reacts to us, right? So again, that exchange of energy, what we put out comes back to us in some way, shape or form. So, but you know, again, without going too deep into this stuff. Pull up a quantum physics book, baby. And <laughs> you know what? The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desires by Deepak Chopra. Love Ooh, that book. Okay. See, I need to get that. I need to get that and the other one you mentioned, the what, seven, seven spiritual laws, because yeah, yeah. you recommended Conversations with God like years ago to me. I don't know if you remember. And like, mm-hmm. that is literally not my favorite book. I recommend it to everyone. I always mm-hmm. told me about it. So oh that's gosh. actually why I got um this tattoo was actually from that book. Like it was really and that's like I'm like my daughter, it's my daughter's name now because it, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But literally, I'm like it's believe just, you, I don't even think you're crazy because I started seeing Egypt in my dreams when I was like after I had my son, like when I was 21, 22 years old. Oh I God. when I got pregnant with Egypt, I knew it was a girl. Some people I, were like, nah, it's a boy, you have the same <laughs> symptoms. And I was like, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm having a girl. I know it's a girl. I've been seeing her in my dreams since forever. Oh my God. She's in my dreams too. I actually got the book um, mm-hmm. Spirit Babies the other day because I'm trying to figure out how to like talk to her because I'm just like, she keeps coming in certain dreams and I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, you know what though? She's going to come when it's meant to. How old are you? How? If you don't mind me asking. I don't have to think about that. Oh my God. How old? 26. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were a bit younger than that. Not a bad thing. You just look really No, young. no. I, uh, it's a good I, thing. I don't even know how to feel about 26 anymore. I'm like, after 25, it just feels like they're just not. Oh, like, girl. Just be patient. You know I mean? Don't like, worry. It's just like numbers at this point. So I literally always have to think about how old I, how old I am because I'm just like, Okay. Know. Yeah, it doesn't, it's like. Ugh. Yeah, no. And you know? I, I know what you mean. I, uh, when I go to the, you know, the liquor store or whatever, uh, I, or when I buy lottery, sometimes I still get ID'd and I'm, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I think it's because I'm so short, but um, yeah, no, pe- how tall are you? Yeah. Like five, two. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm yeah. Like, I'm tiny. I'm five, six. So oh I'm my gosh. 65 centimeters. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm like 129, 130 or something. Oh, wow. I'm okay, tiny. So it's, not, it's not like super short. Like you're not like well everybody's taller than me so you know when I have somebody like in front of me and I'm like oh my god you're my height like that's so cool but no it's okay it's whatever um but yeah I kept seeing her in my dreams but you know you can connect with her absolutely Mm -hmm. but if you're finding like you're not connecting with her it's because you're not meant to you know she'll come when she's meant to yeah (laughs) I I can already see it in my third eye but whatever um <laughs> what's that we gotta talk about this like i'm gonna need to book me a reading or something girl because well if you want me to tell you i'll tell you but I, she'll she'll probably come like around uh um like 28 I, that's the number i saw so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah like in like two years girl two years okay that's that's gives me time to put my life together I mean, because i mean it's gonna be your saturn return right and your saturn return is in pisces your saturn is in pisces correct um i'm not sure actually i believe so because now we're about to go into saturn's about to go in aquarius and then it's going to be in pisces yeah so Uh likely in pisces unless you're like a late saturn in aquarius but i feel like no i think you're pisces Pisces. okay pretty sure yeah Yeah. pisces is unconditional love right Mm -hmm. so 
if you've been very like me, 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 <laughs> me, then no, that's going to change. I'm very giving. I'll say that. So hopefully this, <laughs> but that's okay. No, you know yeah. what? Um, no, I'm not saying like that, but it's the lesson of loving unconditionally, I believe is, you know, Saturn in Pisces. So, mm. yeah. but you know, I'm not an astrologer. I just know a little bit, but <laughs> my Saturn return was, yeah. uh, it was crazy. What is it was, Aquarius then? Hmm? Cause yours in your Saturn returns in Aquarius. So what's, what was that? No, mine's in Capricorn. Oh, it's in Capricorn. So mine is ending. Yeah. So what was that lesson? Uh, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So, but my Saturn sits on my descendant. So I'm a rising cancer, right? Okay. So my Saturn is like right on my descendant, which okay. is seven house cusp. So okay, my tough lessons were <laughs> through relationship, close relationships. Ooh. Yeah, it was huh. fun. Like family, friends, that type of stuff. Lovers, everything. Ooh. So... And, and, but at some point I'm dreaming, so I was like, man, like, why am I surrounded by assholes? You know, mm. or it wasn't so much that, but it was like being triggered by other people. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It was, it was intense. It was intense, but I learned so much. And I mean, I believe like the universe will isolate you until you get it, you know? And I spent, although my Saturn return, I, I started my Instagram right the day, like, a couple of days after Saturn went into Capricorn after it started. And, you know, it's just, it's basically like your initiation into adulthood. Really? Uh, how Sorry. I don't know if you can hear my daughter. Oh no, I can't. Okay. Uh, Saturn return is like three years long. Oh. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you, I was like, oh, I, year, you know, but you know what? I don't want to scare people. I don't want to scare people because I did not learn about Saturn, what Saturn return was until Saturn was like right on my exact natal degree or like a degree like off basically when I was in that thick of it. Okay. okay. But when somebody told me, oh, like that's why, like it's because you're going through your Saturn return and like Saturn, like a degree off of, you know. Yeah. And she was like, that's why your life is completely falling apart. <laughs> like, but it's because it's, it's, it's like those tough lessons, those tough love lessons, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and you know what it, you know what it made me? It made me more compassionate. Mm-hmm. It made me less judgmental. Not letting people run all over me compassionate. Not, you know, <laughs> not like that, yeah. but more so seeing myself and others. And which I've been doing for, you know, most of my life anyways, but it was like, you know, learning about boundaries, Mm -hmm. learning, you know, healing those core wounds, those core beliefs, and really seeing, you know, the humanity and in another, you know, seeing the divinity in them and seeing how I had, you know, in the past treated people like that how I had projected and all those kinds of things. It's, it's illuminating. Trust me. It really depends where Saturn falls, you know, in your chart. Some people have a well-aspected Saturn. Mm-hmm. Mine is not. So, but it's okay. It was good, you know, and I, and I, I'm grateful for the lessons now. And you know, <laughs> she's like, I'm moving on now. <laughs> Bye. But, but Saturn, I think does like an aspect or something like that, like every seven years. So you always get like a mini Saturn return, you know, those little it's, but some people say like, it's, you know, Saturn return is bad. It's not bad. It's just, it's just to take you to that next step. 
yeah you know who I was three years ago when I think back I am not that person today feeling I almost see like um like you're unzipping the suit and being like (sighs) like you're pretty much you know know, it's like you're being refined in a way yeah and you know things that do not stand the test of time they just fall away yeah but I mean, that's just life, right? And I think that happens gradually over time anyway. Right. So it almost seems like that Saturn return is like accelerated. Like that, the, the thing's yeah. falling away, but just accelerated. You know what? It's actually the opposite. It's as if time slows down. Oh. To give you the opportunity to see mm-hmm. and to be like, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So- and again, the more you resist it, the louder and more dramatic it gets, basically. Mm. So it's so actually Saturn, because it's a very heavy and restrictive planet, and it moves slowly through the sky. It's like, it's not like Pluto, like a, a cycle or a Pluto cycle is actually but Pluto moves through a house like every 15 years or so 14, 15 years, Saturn, it's every three, right, but it's a slow moving planet. So it's like time like kind of slows down. And it's kind of it's, you know, it can be intense. So when I was going through my Saturn return, my neighbor next door, um, for lack of better words, was crazy. And she was a bully. She harassed me for like literally a year, almost. Uh, when she found out I was pregnant, that's when it started. So yeah, I know it's super weird. Um, that's like a whole level of like, just, I don't know, just evil. <laughs> like, so the, yeah, so the, but I had been that way in the past and that's what it made me realize. I was like, Oh, that's how I made people feel, you know? Oh, like that's how, you know, because I used to disguise my confidence, you know, really my, my, my confidence was disguised as, you know, me being very hurt, you know, those core childhood wounds, you know, that armor that I used to put on and that tough, you know, persona that I I still have, I still believe I'm tough, you know, tough as nails, but I'm more tough in a compassionate way now. So that's, you know, I lived through that. I had a very difficult neighbor, very, very difficult, um, you know, literally made it a living hell, but it was God in disguise. That's all it is, you know, and that's how I see, you know, that's how I used to see my, my son's father. We we're in a good place now, obviously as co-parents, but mm-hmm. After a while, I was like, I can't just blame him. He was just God in disguise, right? Do I want to be that kind of person? Um, no, actually, I don't, you know? So it, it just refines you. That's all it is. But Saturn, is, it, is an ex, it is an accelerated growth type of period, but it actually appears as, they, as though things slow down because it's to make you realize what you need to stop doing in order to become who you're meant to be. Mm. Mm. <laughs> girl <laughs> the tea i'm literally i'm sitting here like ooh, this i know me. Ooh. but i don't want to scare people and be like yo like, like you know mm-hmm. I'm right and i mean because saturn is karma right it's the yeah. planet of karma of discipline yeah all that kind of stuff so you reap what you sow that's it and that's why it's like oh okay well that doesn't work so that's not in alignment with my bigger vision. Okay, then that needs to fall away. I need to implement and integrate this instead. Yeah. So I love that. It's all good. It's all fun, you know? And that's why I don't want to scare people because I, I know people who've had Saturn returns um, that were amazing. Yeah. So, it, you know, and it's like, it wasn't all bad. I mean, I made the most money I've ever made. 
you know, I've had more freedom. I had my daughter, which I love. Mm. So it was, it was all good. It's all good. Mm. (sighs) It's probably a good thing I did not know about Saturn return before it started because. Yeah, because I feel like then you would have panicked. (laughs) Because I think. Oh, goodness. Like how you say a lot of people, it's like it's hyped up in this way where Mm. people to panic a little bit. So I think for anyone who's either listening and they're going through that Saturn or about to go through it or they're about Mm -hmm. to go through it (laughs) hopefully this helps to kind of calm their mind a little yeah absolutely because it's not all bad you know it's just and again like what I was saying in the beginning you know it's all love yeah so yeah we're not being punished right like we're not being punished it's just that tough love it's to help refine you and for that next step of adulthood right because when we grow up we have no idea what we're doing you know we're just going through life and then it's like oh time to grow up mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all yeah. yeah yeah well emma this has been an amazing conversation oh, i know i loved it kind of like veered off from some of the planning questions but honestly, that's okay that's no literally perfect i feel like this conversation mm-hmm. turned out so much better than it was exactly than it was supposed to and I think we both know how that happened so thank you for coming on to the show um one thing I do want to kind of end here with is just sort of have you tell listeners how you do work with clients currently because I know you are kind of like refining those services and things like that right and then for anyone who wants to work with you who is hoping to kind of um follow you get these messages things like that where can they find you on uh on the internet Okay, so on Instagram, I'm Alchemist Next Door. That's my handle. Uh, my private Facebook group is Conscious Manifesting with Emma Chartrain, which is my last name. Um, I you would probably need to get it off of my Instagram, like how to spell my last name. Um, and if you know anybody wants to work with me. Um, mostly by email is usually when people reach out to me. I'm not super good at keeping up with my DM, uh, but I do offer breakthrough sessions uh, for anybody that feels like they need a second opinion or they just want to reach that breakthrough. I do offer uh, coaching packages and sessions. Yeah. Over the phone. Awesome. Well, thank you. Everything will be linked down below. I'll actually go ahead and put the Facebook um, group link down below too. That's awesome accessible for anyone who wants to just like jump yeah. there um but thank you again for coming on for this beautiful conversation for your insight your wise words you're welcome. all the things it was super fun I'm so happy we got to like have this one-on-one conversation because yeah. we've worked together before in the past but we've never like had like just like a sit down and when you come to Ottawa next you better call me because I'll let you know girl, I don't know when it's gonna be because you know the way the world is set up right now. Yes. We're gonna figure that out. Um you better link. I'm so embarrassed I waited so long to ask you to come on the podcast because this has like been on my mind for a while now, but you That's know how be, be you know what? No, you know what, girl? It's all divine timing. That's you know yeah. the more I, I move along, all that kind of stuff, like the more I'm like surround I just surrender. You know, this is what I want to do, this is what I accomplish, and all I gotta do is keep putting my best foot forward. And things always line up, always work out, you know. So it was all good. It was all in divine timing. And who knows who need who knows who needs to hear this now, you know? Exactly. That they wouldn't have heard back then. So it's all good. I loved it. I'm so happy we got to talk. Yes, me too. Thank you again. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. 
If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at the Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of the Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour, or enroll in an annual or month-to-month subscription today. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Bye. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.